Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. So at that time, Jesus came to the country of the Gergesenes. You've also heard this said, the Gadarenes. And uh, Deacon Chris and I were trying to figure out why it says Gadarenes in some and Gergesenes in others. It's because these two towns were tiny little towns next to each other. They bordered each other. And so concordance, like the scripture, like translating, has just used them interchangeably. They're just two little towns. Um, being from Dallas, Fort Worth, we wouldn't put up with that. But, uh, but they, it's okay in the Galilee region. And this town still exists, or these towns are called Kersey. And uh, while we were there on pilgrimage just last month, we went to this place, and there are no demoniacs and no swine either. So, um, but it still exists, this little place. And it's just on the Sea of Galilee where Jesus did almost all of his ministry. So I recently came across this prayer to our guardian angel. Though once a temple of Christ, my prayer has been made, my heart has been made passionate and full of noetic swine. Do now strengthen me and grant assistance to my soul that I may be cleansed and purified, sprinkled and sensed with aromas and myrrh, and with prayer I may become once again a sweet-smelling temple of Christ. Jesus has met these two demoniacs coming out of the tombs, and they recognize him as the Son of God, and they ask if they're going to be tortured now like ahead of time, the appointed time. They ask to be cast out into the swine, and Jesus allows this. And the story may seem far-fetched to our modern, sophisticated, doubtful, faithless minds, you know? But I assure you, there's nothing far-fetched about this or even foreign about it. Because we hear that prayer, though once a temple of Christ, my heart has been made passionate, full of noetic swine. We know this isn't far-fetched. God has come in the flesh, and when we meet him, we experience, like, the light of the kingdom. And we see that this world and God's kingdom are in opposition with each other. We see that this world and God's kingdom is in opposition to each other. We see that we're either possessed by God or possessed by delusion, invisible thoughts, invisible, like delusional, evil thoughts and spirits. And so when we read about the miracle of the healing of the two demon-possessed men that are restored to the destiny of the human person to be sane and sanctified, you know, to have sanctity and sanity, we know that that divine fire that's burning within us is so often put out, and we need the Lord to take possession of us again, the Holy Spirit to come down on us again, the grace of God to restore us again, and we know the story is not very far-fetched because we can so easily not be possessed by God, but rather possessed by the things of this world. Start believing lies. And to the extent that we're either entangled in the affairs of this world and carried away by evil desires or fighting the war within us, we can see there's hidden passions in us. And if we're not aware that there's a, a war going on within us, we're still bound by that visible order, we can be taken up with the affairs of the world and not even mind it, like even like the affairs of the world. It just 
Enjoy all the chaos or something. Through his coming in the flesh, Christ has granted us the grace of a twofold vision. On the one hand, to see the vanity of the corruptible world. That's a gift from God to see what's going on around us. And on the other hand, we see the wondrous light of the kingdom. It keeps coming back to me. Though once a temple of Christ, my heart is made passionate and full of noetic swine. Do now strengthen me and grant assistance to my soul, that I may be cleansed and purified, sprinkled and sensed with aromas and myrrh, and with prayer I may become once again a sweet-smelling temple of Christ. It's just not that far-fetched. We all have that inward battle going on. I hope that you're aware of it and that you cry out to Christ for help all the time. And when you see him, you recognize him as the Son of God, and he gives you that wondrous vision of the kingdom that also comes with an understanding that this world and that kingdom are not in alignment. And that the, the things of this world and the things of this kingdom are not in alignment. They're not the same. The devil would have us believe that anything good in this world is compatible with the kingdom. Like just... Enjoy the fruits and like live the leisure life. Don't struggle. That's the good news. That's not the good news. That's the delusion. We don't want to fall into the illusion that love of this world is compatible with the love for God. Guarding the mind and the heart from vain thoughts is tough work and takes practice. And we must be possessed by the love of God to do it rather than possessed by the things of this world and the invisible spirits and even things that are much, much worse. Things that are really meant to be alien to our hearts. We need that divine love in the heart, which is a fire, like the burning bush. It doesn't consume us, but it will consume all the sin in our hearts and leave us free. This path is a difficult path. It's a disciplined path. It's, a, it's an, an effort that it takes. And what are some of the like weapons or the tools we've been given? Prayer, fasting, confession. And we fight some of these things. We don't get up for prayer. We say the priest is wrong when he teaches us about fasting. Or that you shouldn't have to go to confession that often. Or, and these are like gifts given to help us, you know? Don't fight me. Don't fight the church. Like embrace it all. More fasting, more confession, more prayer, more prayer at night, you know? I woke up this morning at 2.30. I did not get up and do prayer, I'm confessing it, you know? I wondered why the light, on was in our, light was on in our son's bedroom. Uh, he was up, I don't know what he was up to. But if you wake up in the middle of the night, there it is. I had this little gift at 2.30, I should have taken it, you know? Because it takes like, looking for the opportunities and making opportunities for prayer, following the fast, confessing our sins, keeping vigil, coming to liturgy, you know, looking for all the ways we can take in the grace of God. The Lord is spirit, and if the earthly man is to follow him, he must become spirit. We must be made spiritual. We must struggle fiercely and tirelessly and take up our cross and humble ourselves. All to what end? The end of loving God more. 
of being intimate with the Father. Not just like, now I'm an awesome Orthodox Christian, you know, I should get a podcast or something. Don't get a podcast. Uh, don't do that. Like, what to what end, you know, so we can feel good about ourselves, or we can judge others, they don't do it as well as I do, or we can brag, I got up at 2.30 and did all my prayers or something, you know? To what end? To grow in intimacy with the Father, with God the Father. That's, that's what this is all about. This is what we're after. So maybe fasting is hard because we're seeing it as like a rule or, you know, something to just fulfill like the law or something that's like keeping something from us or whatever. It's just a discipline we don't want to do. But if we found out it could grow our intimacy with the Father, we'd all be like, how often can I fast? Is it okay to just fast all the time, you know? Divine love is not a figment of the imagination or a fleeting impulse of emotion. Like I said, the burning bush. Divine love is a fire from God. Divine love. It's a fire from God that can ignite our souls and bodies without consuming them. And we're meant to be compassed about and carried, by the, carried about by the fullness of grace. That divine fire of the love of God. That's what we're after. When the Holy Spirit visits the soul, we come to know and love our Creator more, the Father, and the radiance of His life. We come to see that our own desires are not always perfect, you know, that we have something to confess. St. Peter denied his master at the time of the Passion. His fall was so great, he was stripped of every trace of grace. St. Peter. It's not that far-fetched. When we hear the story of those who've fallen from grace and become possessed by the world, invisible spirits, and taken away from God. But St. Peter and all of us who have sinned and fallen, even though we're like the gathering demoniacs, we need to make sure that we're really like them. In that they, when they saw God, they recognized him and they called out to him and they started asking favors of him. You know, the gospel speaks of adoption, the love of children for the father of the being, the dwelling house of God into the ages. Divine love is without spot. Divine love is totally selfless. It lives entirely in the beloved. Man looks on the outward appearance and God looks at the heart. And it's that heart that we're battling for. And we need to crush our hearts with prayer. We need to crush our hearts with the Jesus prayer. We need to crush our hearts with prayers of preparation to come to church. We need to crush our hearts with prayer so that the only thing there will be the, the Lord, will be that lamp of fire filled with the grace of God. The gathering demoniacs, when touched by the divine fire through love, fulfilled their destiny to be sanctified and to be sane. And the worst line in scripture is in this story, in my opinion. It's just my opinion. It's not like a list of the worst line in scripture. And I think this, but I'd say this is at the top. When they come, the townspeople, it says all of the townspeople came. I'll read it. 
The city came out to meet Jesus. All of them, the whole city came out to meet Jesus when they saw him. They begged him to leave their city. I think it's the absolute, it's just the absolute worst line in scripture. Because you just don't see this really anywhere else. And this is in Galilee. You know? This is like where he was doing ministry and healing everybody, teaching in the synagogue in Capernaum. That's Galilee. Everything's Galilee. And in Galilee, there were these two towns where the, you know, Gadarenes and Gergesenes were from. And they asked Jesus to leave that town. So, crush your heart with prayer so that when the Lord shows up, you don't say, leave me alone. Depart from my heart. You embrace him, you know. And he'll come in and he'll, he'll, clean, he'll clean out whatever the invisible spirits and the sin that's so easily hanging around. Though once a temple of Christ, my heart has been made passionate and full of noetic swine. Do now strengthen me and grant assistance to my soul, that I may be cleansed and purified, sprinkled and sensed with aromas and myrrh, and with prayer I may become once again a sweet-smelling temple of Christ. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit.